All is fair in love war and challenges. I have, this is a dirty game, bro. And what I've always said is all is fair in love, war, and challenges. 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 Yeah. Really good, Pastor. Welcome to another episode of The Hit List. I am MTV Malik. He is Tyler Lauder. Let's get it in. How you doing, Tyler? I'm doing good, man. Uh, a really fun episode. A great ending. Uh, if you're an athlete or somebody that loves like true competition, you love seeing what you just saw at the end of that episode, even if you hate him. I cannot stand Jordan. Never have, never will. But he is. Pretty, pretty undeniable. I don't know how a one-hand man keeps beating these people in two-hand eliminations week after week after week. It is a sight to see. It's insane. It's insane. And he's, it's, it's weird to think that everybody talks about maybe eliminations are rigged or whatnot, but it seems like it doesn't matter. You can put almost anything up against him and he's going to come through. Absolutely. Absolutely. Let's go ahead and jump into the hit list. The unofficial official power rankings for the Challenge 34 <laughs> week 13. Um, let's talk about the tier system. Since we're getting so so late into the season, we, we have to change it up. Uh, tell us how it's going to break up this week. I mean, yeah, the, the challenge out of nowhere just cut three people off from under us. So these power rankings took a big hit from 16 down to 12. So let's just tear them into four, you know, top four, mid four, bottom four. All right. So the three people eliminated is going to be number 15, Kaylee, number 14, Joss, and number 13, Josh. <laughs> I was going to say, I feel like you're probably pretty happy about one of these three. Uh, yeah. You know, Josh got skunked 3-0 to Jordan and tug of war. I mean, we can say who we want about, about Jordan, but the way, he, the way he beat him all three of those rounds were just masterful. First round, he caught his tail. Second round, he tricked him by baiting him. And third round, he just waited for him to make a dumb move. Um, I think that this has to be really disappointing for Josh. He came in with a with an alliance with Bananas and that whole team. And all reality, Kara and her team has just ran this thing through and through. And now they're using Jordan and Tori to pick off the rest of the enemies on their side. What do you think is going to be Josh's legacy for his first two challenges? Let's include War of the Worlds one and this and now. I mean, realistically he is underestimated if we're going to be real here i mean let's look at let's look at his two eliminations just those alone not the rest of his gameplay which he made it to the middle to the end of the seasons he lost to Kila cam and ashley on an elimination that they were destroying them in and made one minor mistake i mean if that mistake doesn't happen they destroy them and then in this season he goes up against the second best male eliminator so, as in my opinion right now, of all time. And granted, yeah, he should have beat Jordan. Oh, Wes. I mean, he has a, he has, and, and I don't want to talk too much about it because he's not on the show right now. I know people don't like that, but like Wes, Wes has the longest win streak in challenge history for males, and he's won the most eliminations for males. But Jordan right now is sitting at seven and one and just is very impressive. And the only elimination he lost was something that included punching a wall with two hands. 
And when you only have one hand to punch a wall, it's harder to make holes. But nonetheless, so his legacy, I think, is that he's he's underachieving, but he's underrated at the same time. Yeah, it, it just, it just, people just don't talk about him in a good light, but he's got great size. He's a good swimmer. He's got good agility, good strength, a poor social game right now, which is a surprise. Right. But, Big Brother, you know, is so based on social. But remember, he only won Big Brother because people hated the other guy that much more than him. I mean, but sometimes, sometimes that's what you got to do to win. You got to know your audience. So, hey, absolutely. A win is a win. Let's go ahead and it's take a win. Another, exactly. Let's go ahead and take another look at this bottom tear. So, at number 12, we have Ninja. Number 11, Leroy. Number 10, Kara. And number 9, D. So, let's talk about your number 9, D. I'm kind of surprised she is ranked so low. She didn't do great in the daily, but I don't know. I have to think that her glow up of just coming through, um, beating everybody at what they thought that she would be bad at. I mean, doesn't that count for anything? Doesn't that story count for anything, that storyline? I mean, the storyline hypes it up and overplays it and everything. I mean, let's, this is how I look at this, okay? I'm going to break this down. Um, this is the Cincinnati Bengals, who haven't won a game all year, going and playing and beating two college teams, which... This episode, the college team was Kaylee and Leroy. Yeah, they beat them, but it's it's not that impressive. She was still the, probably the third slowest swimmer. And so based on that, she does get a jump because she outperformed two people that everybody thought she wasn't going to. She was a major story, part of the storyline. She got nine interviews this week, which is, you know, in the top six, top seven. But her swim was still pretty poor. So that's just the reason why. And I, I honestly still think that she is not ready for a final. Granted, these power rankings don't project, but if we're going to look at where she could end up going if she stays, that's my opinion on it. Let's talk about your number 10 spot. Kara, she took a big tumble, falling down seven spots. Now, I know she didn't do great in the daily, but is that the only reason why you got a dropping so low this week? I mean, her team is still firmly in control. They're still running this game. I mean, this is a power ranking. We're talking about power. Does anybody have more power than Kara at this point? How can you put at number 10? So... There's a couple comments that were made that kind of justified why she moved down. Obviously, her swim time affected her, but we don't just do it based on one thing. She didn't get that many interviews. She got five, but there was like eight, nine people that got more camera time than her. And even, you know, Polly made a comment in saying that he doesn't know if she actually wants to even run this final. You know, she's done so many of these things and it didn't show up. And also, when we think about it, Jordan, who everybody doesn't like, they hate the dog. He's a jerk, whatever. He said that he doesn't want to go to a final with Car ever because she can't swim and everything. And she kind of proved his point. That's all it is. So while Kara holds a lot of power in this game, and the only way she's going to go out is if another purge like this happens potentially, she's safe. But her performance this week wasn't as strong as, as it should be. Absolutely. Absolutely. Let's go ahead and take a look at the mid-tier. So mid-tier is going to be number eight, Ashley, number seven, Polly, number six, Nani, and number five, Cam. So, who do you think out of this mid-tier is in the most trouble of falling out of it or not being here next week? Because judging by the trailer that we've seen for next week, it's going to be the last one before the final. I mean, it's probably, it's probably Nani because if Team USA loses, they're going to vote her in, obviously. Even without Leroy protecting her or anything, she seems like the obvious one to get thrown in. And I think Team UK would do the same thing, you know, if, if 
they lose, I think they'll put in Tori, and then I think Team USA is still going to throw in Nani that way. Like, no matter what, it looks like Nani's going in. So she's the most in danger and is probably going to have to win that final elimination before, you know, a final, which is the worst elimination to go into. It's happened to so many challenge greats, you know, like Paula historically has lost a couple times before that stuff, you know, and you hate to see it. But right now it's looking like Nani's, Nani's on the bottom of the totem pole. So you also got Cam sitting at number five. I don't know, off the top of my head, after seeing the daily, it seems like a really high spot for her. What are some of the factors that got her so high on the power ranking this week? Well, she did fall three spots. That is one thing. But she stays high because when you're talking about power in the game, I think she has the most power on Team USA. I think she is the person that least needs to be in the tribunal to be safe. I think Cam makes most of the decisions. I just don't think it's, it's, she's not getting enough credit for it. And I think it might be because of the challenge the past couple seasons she's been on. You know, she gets this edit as being a strategical player and she always makes these moves and everything. And then people don't think they work as well. I think she's doing everything behind closed doors. I honestly believe this. She's in a very good mood right now. You know, her morale is very high. She's not down in the dumps like some other people on this list. And her performance in the daily is more reflective of Lee than her because she waited forever for Lee to get to that buoy. She was there just right after Rogan. So, I mean, realistically, if she just kept swimming, she would have finished right behind him. Let's talk about Paulie. Paulie moves up four spots and, to, and, and comes in at number seven. What are some of the things that he has to get accomplished or some of the things he has to watch out for to get him into that top tier, to make sure he's safe for next week, to get him into this final that he needs to be? So as bad as it sounds, he needs to just take his mind off of making sure Kara can do whatever she has to do and supporting her like 100%. And focus just on himself performing the job 100%. Now, that doesn't mean don't support her, but I think he's putting 50% of his daily energy, like in the daily challenge, in making sure that she can perform well because he wants another win for her just as bad as he wants his first one. And I think that kind of distracts him from outperforming how good he normally can do in all these challenges. I mean, he still did well today and he can do well every week. That's just what I think what happens and what he needs to do to just stand out even more. Fair enough. Let's take a look at this top tier. So, the top four spots go to four, CT, three, Rogan, two, Tori, and one, Jordan. A couple of interesting things about that, about this top section of yours. They're all Team UK. Right, yeah. Except so, for one. You got D, all the way at number nine. Like, she's that terrible, I mean, all the way at number nine. So, they're all Team UK, only one female, Power couple Jordan and Tori tops the list again. Let's talk about Rogan. Got Rogan at number three. Now, he did all right in the daily. He was able to get D back on his side. Ugh, I think I just made the argument for you. Why do we got Rogan so high at your number three spot? So Rogan got tons of camera time. Um, he was he had eight eight interviews and everything, just separate. Um, and I, I know there's going to be people online and, you know, behind their keyboards and everything saying that I'm off of my numbers on this. But if, if, if an interview happens and they go to a scene and it comes back and it's the same interview, I don't count it as two. So he got eight interviews. And and here's the thing. Like, remember what I just said about Polly? He focuses so much on Kara getting to the final winning. I think Rogan is doing the same thing. He's He was worried so much about Joss and D and trying to get everybody there that sometimes it just kind of drags on you. Well, him and D aren't. 100% anymore. And Joss is gone. So Rogan now is kind of just on his own. 
Yeah, but you know, oh, I'm not disagreeing with that. It is 100% his fault. 100%. You know what? What did you think about D? I mean, what did you think about Rogan tossing Joss under the bus to save his own ass? I thought it was a brilliant move, but I think it only, it only shows the piece of shit that he can be even more. I think at the time, it's hard to argue with, but God, I mean, that was brilliant and terrible on so many levels. What do you think about that maneuver? I think it's, I think it's great. It's honest. Um, to be 100% clear on this and honest and everything, me and my best friend have done this to each other several times. And it's not a slight. Like, I don't think anything wrong from him. But like, yeah, throw the blame on me. Yeah, I'll take the blame. Yeah, that was my fault. It wasn't his fault. Like, if his girlfriend's mad at me, oh, yeah, I'm the reason he stayed out late. He wanted to go home all night. Like, like back in the day, like, 100%. 100%. Use me, you know? Um, it, was, it was clever because if he doesn't do that, if he doesn't use that shield of Joss, she might vote him in. And she's the swing vote, really. I mean, if he was still a, a jerk or a dick there, that whole this whole elimination could have been different. Different people would have been in. We don't know what happened. But Rogan, even back to why he's this high, even when he pisses off D, he still is safe. He's playing a great game right now. It's a little scared, but he's doing everything he needs to do to get to a final. You know, people can claim that they're playing a scared game all the time. There have been multiple challenge winners who have won the whole thing from playing a scared game. A scared game is not exactly a scared game. A scared game is a tactic. And it's a tactic that shows that works more often than not. I mean, ask Jordan I mean, when he flipped all the cards in free agents. How'd that work out for you? He wasn't playing a scared game, but... I mean, it's like playing a scared game essentially means you're going to do the most predictable things at the most predictable times. Like, that's all it is. Yeah, you know, a scared game is, is punting on fourth down. You're supposed yeah. to do it. Just mm -hmm. you, you can't just keep knocking it as it's such a terrible thing. You're playing a tried and true formula that has made challenge champions. Lesser champions have been made from yeah. playing a scared game. I mean, and people may not like this. My comment, I'm going to say it anyways because I don't, I don't care. But the JEK Alliance was formed on playing a scared game, you know, quote unquote. You know, what, what, what do they do every season? Well, we're going to get out West. We're going to get out people we don't like. And then it's all of our friends here. Well, that's, that's, it's a smart game. It's a scared game. Whatever you want to call it, it produces results. Exactly. A lot of people are claiming, um, you know, Corbin and Pauly are playing a scared game and they run into the house. Guess what? It looks like all of their friends Money. are going to a final. All of their friends are going to a final. Yeah. Everybody who worked with them is going to a final. And when it's all said and done, how many people who didn't work with them is going to make this final? We'll be lucky to see two of them, maybe three. But all of their friends are pretty much going to make it. So. I mean, right now, right now, the only person that's going to make it that's not in their alliance is Zach. Well, yeah, Zach and Jordan. That's if this is the final male elimination, those are the only two that are guaranteed to make it. And then either Tori or Nani, one of them potentially. Depends on how elimination goes next week. Yeah. Yeah, we really don't know because uh, we, we, still got, we still got 12 people left. Well, people's a lot to take to a final. I don't think it's just going to be one team out. I think they got trimmed just a little bit of fat. I mean, back in the day, 10 people in the final wasn't so rare. These days, that many people in the final? I mean, even last season, where it was like, what was it, eight people? That was, you know. It was eight. That was eight, which is kind of like the limit. So I really don't see them going above eight people going to the final. I mean, so here's what I have to ask you, and outside of this and everything. Jordan's number one. People don't like him on Twitter all night long. People have been bashing him, calling him a dick and everything. But I mean, can you argue him being number one this week? Not even slightly. I just, I, I dislike Jordan in Portland. I disliked him every 
not every season. Every season there's either I, every season I dislike him, but it's to varying levels. I dislike him, dislike him so much. But if you're gonna yeah. sit here and say that you he's know who not he is? a top tier competitor, you're lying to yourself, and you have no appreciation for the game. For all of his personal faults, for everything that he's done, for everything that he says, he can't go an episode without shitting on Kara, which annoys me because somebody who's that good should be above yeah. that. But no matter what you say, when it's all said and done, he doesn't bitches about going into eliminations. He shows the fuck up. Now, he flapped a couple of dailies, but when you put him against his overall record, it's nothing. I dislike Jordan. He may be one. I think when it comes to to the Wesses and Bananas and CTs, it's time to start considering his name to be up there. If he wins this season, he is definitely going to be up there in legendary status. Which on that Mount Rushmore? Me, I mean, on that Mount Rushmore, male competitors? No, no, not the Mount Rushmore, but it's easy for him to make a top 10 list. I think it's, and no, no top 10 list wouldn't be able to have him on it as male competitors. Mount Rushmore, top four, not likely. But a top ten list. I mean, absolutely. He's he's on the verge. Yeah, I, I think and the argument you had to compare him. But after you know, Banana CT, Landon West. I mean, and the Miz, sure. But I, I can't put him on the Mount Rushmore. He would have to win minimum at least four before we can even start talking about that. But three, you got to put him in the top ten. I mean, it's almost like we should talk about a top ten one day. I mean, who knows? Absolutely. You know. uh, the finals coming up, we might have to get that in the works. Actually, if you guys have a top 10, we'd love to hear it. Feel free to send it to us at suggestions at lovewarchallenges.com or hit me up at malik at lwcpodcast.com or tyler at lwcpodcast.com and tell us who's your top 10. We'd love to hear about it. All right, so I think that covers it for us today. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Make sure you visit shop.lwcpodcast.com. Pick up all of your Love War challenges, the hit list, and general challenge gear. And don't be afraid, you know, click on YouTube. Give us a subscribe. Give us a like and everything. Check us out on Reddit. Uh, Poster everywhere, you know. We, we're creating some, we're going to create content like crazy for you guys. If you guys love the challenge more than just Wednesdays, be ready. Because the rest of the week, we're going to help you guys out. Absolutely. Once again, I am MTV Malik. He is Tyler Louder. This is the hit list. Have a good night, guys. One.